Hey there, bud. Welcome to Bearded and Bold, the first episode of the rebranded Midnight Owl. Um, this Woo-hoo! week, <laughs> this week I'm joined by Cat. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought it was time. Um, it just kind of fits with. It's so much more enjoyable to do it this way, and I really enjoy kind of having a community of people to do it with. Like, uh, we even came up with a really good, um, I don't know what you would call it, like elevator pitch or like how you would define the show. Um, and it goes, Bearded and Bored is aimed at building a community of people to help fight the boredom of modern day life through compelling topics and special guests. We'll discuss anything ranging from conspiracy theories to this new working world of being at home. Are you bored? Join in our conversation. So, like, nice. yeah, I, I think that was pretty concise. Uh, Samaya, like, I threw thrown some stuff out there. Attic and Zach had thrown some stuff out there, and then Samaya kind of came up and summed it all up together in a nice little bow. Cool. Well, I feel like we like literally last week you were telling me about like, you know, bringing in more folks and sort of playing with the idea of rebranding, but. Uh, there we go. I, I didn't realize that was like happening today. So <laughs> cool. Very cool. That was you did not waste any time. Well, I hear that from time to time, and I think that's one of the special things about being as small as we are. Is like like hopefully we don't lose anybody, but if like it's not your thing what we're trying to do, then like I'm not gonna be hurt by it. Like it's it's yeah, time for us to to mess around and have fun. Sure. Um, I'm just working on getting, uh, Zoom going so we can also see each other. Oh, oh. I don't know if my app works on my phone. I can fire up my laptop here. That's... Are you giving, like, for this episode or, like, you're just, it's a work in progress for Well, I was thinking for this episode, unless you already have Skype on your, uh, your laptop... We just... Well, yeah, I do. We did last time. I've got them both on my laptop. Let me just fire up the laptop. It was lagging by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, just like work stuff. So it's like, oh, I'm going to let it sleep tonight because I left it on all weekend. I don't know enough about tech to know if this is legit or in my head, but I'm like, oh, I didn't shut it down all weekend. So then it was kind of like sleepy today. I don't know if that's <laughs> true or if it's just like running out of space and can't. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, I gave it such a long weekend, and then, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, do, I do the same thing. I anthropomorphize the computer, and I'm just like, you know what? You're having a bad day. I understand that. I need you for this. Yeah. So, like, I'm just going to let you rest, and uh, we'll go back at it tomorrow. Um, yeah, well, because I, I just don't want to be like, um, this thing's about to shit out on me when, like, life revolves entirely around having a functional laptop in the home now. I don't want to be like, and mine is dying. Like, no, it's just been a really big week, is all. You've been working from home for a little bit, eh? Uh, this is week four. Well, and then in my Holy job shit. prior to that was like a year. Uh, well, I would know probably like nine, ten months, my last position. Now, yeah, this is the fourth week already in this. Congratulations, Kat. Like, that was a hard Thanks. fought. I'm- 
I'm pretty excited because we get paid after four weeks. So I'm almost a month in and, and they might pay me. <laughs> oh, that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I can just make it to Friday, like there, there might be a paycheck. Do you have your eye on anything? Or are you just like, I would like to keep my car. <laughs> Yeah, I just really want to make my car payment. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like I'm like a year away from owning the goddamn thing. Now is not the time for a repo. Like, we are so close to, like, I don't know anyone anything for it. So, yeah, if I can just keep it, just get through this, then I'll own something. Fuck yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I got my laptop going. It's like, oh, Jesus, we just went for a nap. But you just put me to bed. Hmm. Uh, okay, Skype, you say. Yeah, if you jump on Skype, we put that on and then we mute it. We can see each other, but I'll keep recording through the phone call. Okay. That works. That works. I grabbed. Oh, right there. Skype. I hope I can get logged in and all that. I mean, we did this like a month ago, but. Mm -hmm. me and passwords like if i don't use it daily i don't know yeah i try to use a variation on like a couple of them but i know that's like extremely stupid to do so someone well, gets I one of them like and they get all of them well yeah and like i feel like i have one password cause, like i don't want to screw around with remembering shit if someone figures it out to figure it out i think i have one password until like i go to log into things and realize i actually have like 40 passwords, they all start the same, but then I think I do the same numbers, but I actually have, like, three combinations of numbers. I keep adding to the end, thinking I'm being consistent, but I'm really just making everything more confusing. So, I mean, if someone can figure it all out, I guess they deserve to get into whatever they're after. Oh, BT Dubs yeah. pulled up Google News today. Tim Hortons roll up the rim. It says it's now all digital. So there is no literal, there is no more rolling up rims. It's a digital game of roll up the rim. I'm like, just call it something else. How dare you? Because you know people are going to be rolling up there, getting their coffee, spilling hot coffee all over themselves, trying to roll up the rim because it is the season. But the rims don't roll. Yeah. Like, why? I don't get it. Like, you're still, it's not like, ah, recycling. Because you're putting your mouth on the cup. And then you're handing that piece of paper over unsanitarily to the person handling everybody else's food. I get it. I still love Roll Up the Rim and hope that it can come back one day. But I understand no why they're moving it away. The money's supposed to be like the dirtiest thing ever. And they're still going to take our change and handle our food. So take my dirty, slobbery Roll Up the Rim piece of cardboard. Well, you know I don't I mean? put money in my mouth. But... I hear what you're saying. Also, okay, there is a thing where I've seen women store bills and their sweaty titties, and that shit is nasty to me. Not everyone's titties are sweaty. It's perfectly fine <laughs> metal. <laughs> you're having like a non-salon, not sweaty day. Yeah. I feel like it's a quiet protest about not having pockets in your pants. You're just like, you know what? Right. <laughs> yeah. You can handle my um underboob sweat, Walmart lady, because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god i'm sorry if the magic bag is making uh noise in the background so i have to have a heating pad on my shoulder uh last What'd week you do? i 
I was going out for a smoke and I slipped on the stairs going outside. Uh, but luckily, like, there's railings on either side, so I was able to catch myself. Like, I, I slid down three steps, but put my elbows out, and I caught myself. And I just, I fucked up my shoulders so bad. And then just the repetitive motion at work, it got so inflamed. And then oh there was, God. like, two hours of snow shoveling today. So it just, oh, I'm in rough shape. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's all that right. Canadian winter injuries. Right? My uh, my sister, a couple of her friends stopped by at the door the other night because her, like my sister's boyfriend is away at um, boot camp, military training right now, right? Mm-hmm. So he'd asked his friends to like pick up flowers for my sister and drop them by for Aww. Valentine's because he couldn't be here. Yeah, so they show up at the door and like had a brief, you know, at a distance interaction and they were on their way to, well, I'll just go ahead and say Kingston, right? Yeah. Uh, to pick up toboggans because they have like a huge property and they want to go tobogganing. And the girl, like, she's like, oh, well, there's all kinds of trees. Like, we're not sure it's entirely safe. And the fella's like, oh, it's fine. We'll clear some trees. <laughs> like, it's, it's fine. It's be awesome. We have a great hill for it, right? So this is, well, when was um, Sunday? Sunday was Valentine's Day. Yeah. So that's Sunday. Now we're Tuesday. Jen says to me, oh, my God, did you hear what happened to Ashley? I'm like, no. Ashley's the girl that was like, I don't know. There's a lot of trees on our hill. I was like, no, what happened? She's like, well, you know, they were going to get those toboggans. I was like, yeah, did they get the toboggans? She's like, yeah, she's at the hospital. I was like, what happened? She's like, well, she was right. There's a lot of trees. She hit a tree, shattered her ankle. And the worst, she's like, do you see the video? I'm like, it's on video? She's like, yeah, Zach, her husband, who was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, there's trees. We'll clear them. But, like, it'll be fine. He's videoing her, and he's, like, taunting her. He's like, come on, come on. She's like, well, I don't know. He's like, get down here. Like, don't, don't. <laughs> and then, of course, he pushes off from the top, and then it shows her coming down. She hits the tree, ricochets, shatters her ankle, oh and they go God. to the hospital. So, yeah, I mean, winter injuries. I'm sorry about your shoulder. These things are happening everywhere. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I still have my scars from my uh, <laughs> my tobogganing incident, but uh... <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I wanted to run this by you because I saw something the other day on the TV, and it just like made my head shake. And I I don't know if I'm wrong, but it was a commercial uh i was at work for clear blue um it's a pregnancy test okay yeah okay so like it shows a couple they're sitting in the washroom right beside the toilet like presumably the story they're setting up she just like (laughs) freaking just pissed on this stick and (laughs) wedged up her pants and now they're sitting on the floor excitedly waiting and then they like kiss each other like oh my god it's a week to two weeks We, we we're pregnant and, like, not for nothing, because, like, that's that's nice if you want kids. But, like, do you think they're missing out on a market for, like, the 90% of people, like, why they buy pregnancy tests? Like, holy fuck, please no. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I want to say yeah. I almost wonder, like, has that not been done? I haven't had cable TV in so long. I just assume, like, that we were being real about this shit by now. Is it we don't tell that story? No, I don't think so. Like, 
there's a girl and she's like really well dressed. You can tell like she's a businesswoman. And then just like some shitbag flea bag guy. They're both hungover after like a bar night. And she's just like, oh, please no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> How fucking or great would that more be? realistic is probably like the girl crying totally on her own because she doesn't want to have to tell any guy about this. <laughs> or she doesn't even know what guy to call. You know what I mean? Or to like have the number of the Like, oh, yeah, for sure. There's so many ways you could take that that would definitely reach like. Uh, people who are regularly purchasing these devices <laughs> there's yeah. a psychotic girl just like anxiously like running around like screaming yes while the guy's in the background crying i thought it was almost gonna dump her and i did <laughs> oh my god yeah oh fuck Okay, it's just so I'm not crazy. That's something that was just on my mind ever since I saw it. I was like, there's got to be, like, a more realistic version of this commercial. That's true. Well, as soon as you start to describe it, like, you know, and they're waiting, and I was sitting here, fingers crossed. I'm like, oh, God, best wishes. Please be no, please be no. I'm like, wait, 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 no. <laughs> a lot of people actually want the positive. Yeah. Like, that didn't speak to me. I was like, where are you going with this? Who... Who's buying these things? Because I feel like if you want to get knocked up and like you're you're trying, yeah, I'm sure there's an excitement of like, did we get it this time? Did we, mm -hmm. you know, like at a certain point, you, you know, not to be insensitive to people that like, yeah, have even struggles with fertility, right? Like that's just. I imagine it's psychologically, is. physically, very, well, psychologically just damaging if you you can't get that, and then like knowing the financial cost of trying to go other routes and just wanting to be able to do that for your partner or for yourself and not being able to has to be very, very painful. But uh, Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, nothing's a good time when you feel like biologically this is something that shouldn't be a struggle. I mean, it, it, there's so many examples, but, you know, anything where you're like this, I shouldn't have to, to struggle with this. You know what I mean? That just seems like a natural thing that everyone else is able to do or things that pe other people don't have to deal with. You just feel like, what, like, why is this my yeah. plight in life? You know, like not to be insensitive to that side of it, but if we were going to be insensitive, I just had another idea. Oh, you have like a high school student crying on her bed as her parents stand there just ripping up her scholarship. <laughs> oh, you done fucked up, Sandra. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. It's just so weird that like people have all these weird hang ups and stuff for like what can or can't be in a commercial. But then on the flip side of it, you've got some like a couple sitting there with something that someone just pissed on. And it's like, <laughs> like I don't know, like maybe you don't feature that segment <laughs> or like get real and <laughs> just have her like squatting over it, staring into the camera. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, when, do we get this? when do we get the tutorial commercial? <laughs> How does the bee get on the stick? It's just as easy as one, two, we. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Well, oh, um, I thought, I don't know if it's too early. Maybe we should do this at the end or now, but uh, I just got a book in the mail, 
and I want to plug it because I'm like 72 pages in and it is absolutely wonderful. It is called uh, Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. And it's by the McElroy, McElroy Brothers. Um, I'm a big fan of The Adventure Zone. They also do My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is like a bad advice podcast. Um, they do shows with all their wives on, uh, on like a bunch of different ones. Like they are prolific and very popular within their circle. But uh, this book, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, is a how-to guide. They keep it fun. It's extremely relatable and understandable when they get inside of like, all right, so you need a uh, a workstation for doing your uh, audio editing. And you're like, but that sounds overly complicated. There's a free program called Audacity. Everybody uses it. It's super simple. There's a bunch of tutorials. Use that. You know, and then there's a back and forth on whether Audacity is good from the other brothers just because it has been known to eat shows. Or, like, the first chapter is, you want to do a podcast, why do you want to do a podcast? Do not expect to make money doing a podcast, although some people have, it's unlikely. And then just kind of walking you through building the idea of what your podcast is going to be and how to make that stand out so that you can get your voice out there if you want to. It, it's been a fun, fun read so far. Cool. Yeah. So that's the plug for this week. Everybody has a podcast except you. <laughs> uh, do you want to jump into it? What are we talking about this week, Kat? Um, we said we'd get into numerology. Ooh, yes. Um, yeah. I f- lost all my notes because we were going to talk about this last week. And... Yeah, I did the thing thing i was like had all mine charted out and then i literally just rapid fire like scribbled out roughly what i think it was i meant to say or get to um but actually i want to say like before we get into the the specifics and calculating these things is that when i calculated my life path Mm -hmm. i was like that does not feel like that reflects me i don't i i feel like this is off i'm not into it but then I did my destiny number. And actually, when you look at the life path as being like the goal, I was like, no, not right. But then your destiny number being like the tools you have or how you go about achieving that life path or life ultimate goal, whatever, like spirit intention and divine purpose, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know what? Actually, my life path, it does make sense to me when I consider my destiny number and like how that plays into it. And I think that I was just assuming that my life path was going to be, I don't know, basically my destiny number. You know, like what I expected the life path to tell me ended up being what the destiny number was all about. So like now the experience, not even just like the numbers that I got and, you know, what that gave me to reflect on. The story, I got it. Chesterfield. Hmm. Teddy, Teddy, sorry, the dog was licking his belly. Come here, handsome. What do you have? Oh yeah, he just had surgery, eh? Yeah, you just got split wide open here a couple days ago. Four thousand dollar avocado pit is what they pulled out of his intestine. Ooh. Well, the avocado, 
was not four thousand dollars to begin, but that's like the bill to have his surgery and all his meds and what recovery, etc. Beautiful dummy. That's yeah. a hard bill to swallow. Yeah, I thought about getting pet insurance just because if that ever happened to Obi, I know that I would pay the money, but it would be financially ruinous. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm like, thank God it's not my dog. My dog's gone down to stay with my parents for a couple of weeks while this guy recovers so that, you know, to keep it calm in the house. Yeah. So it's um, Chet and Cal here now and Bear's gone, but oh, yeah. Has that been oh, hard? Yeah. He's in trouble for... For you, not seeing your boy every day. Yeah, I text my mom every day, like, how's my boy? And I didn't hear from her this morning. So I texted my dad. I'm like, how's Bear doing? And he's like, he's a bad boy. And I thought he was joking. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well. And then um, I still hadn't heard back from my mom. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to call about like 930. Because usually like 730 in the morning, you know, yeah, he ate his breakfast. He was a good boy. He slept last night or whatever. Still hadn't heard. So 930 I called and I was like, Mom, how's Bear? And she's like, oh, your father didn't text you? I was like, oh, so he mm. went up that door? What happened? She's like, well, we had an entanglement incident here. I'm like, what? What? You had a what? She's like, we had an entanglement incident. So my mom, like, the phone in the kitchen, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a landline, right? So the jack part, the cable that goes from the wall to the back of the phone, yeah. she'll like extend as far as it goes to put the phone on the stool so she can drag it across the kitchen so she can sit her ass on the kitchen chair. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of standing up at like the breakfast nook in the kitchen where the goddamn phone is plugged into the wall but the cable from the phone to the wall is long enough it'll reach to the table. Anyways, my mom wait, does this wait, all wait, the wait. time. Your mom, number one, doesn't have a portable phone. Number two, has a landline that's still plugged into the wall? She has a cell phone, but it's like a flip phone that I think belonged to one of my sisters back in the 90s. Like, oh it barely God. works. In, in case of emergency, we pray she might be able to get a hold of someone. Um, but, yeah, largely the landline is the way to get a hold of her. But she's all my life has done this with, like, the kitchen cable and forever. My dad's like... One of the children are going to choke, like like the limbo line. going to come flying through the kitchen and, like, take them out of the neck, right? And then if she doesn't pull the stool all the way to the table, the line kind of, like, you know. Yeah. But what do you call it? Like, kind of swoops down to the floor. And he's like, the dog's going to end up tripping over it because they got an old dog. She doesn't pick up her feet and has no concept of, like, jump. She's a bit of a barrel. You know, she's like, <laughs> The dog's going to trip. And she's always like, the dog's not going to trip. Anyways, it's this whole thing. So anyways, my dog came busting through the kitchen. <laughs> sure enough, the phone was pulled out like it always is. And I guess he thought he could jump it and did. But one foot got caught. And she's like, <laughs> for two seconds, like if he had just backed up, everything would have been fine. But he saw it around his ankle and he panicked and went full, full speed ahead. So then the actual cable like went tight. The phone, the like plastic phone with the big buttons, flew off the stool, smashed it on the floor, scared the shit out of the dog. Now he's got this all wrapped around him. He takes off running and pulled. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got like, the phone wrapped around his one foot, ripped the cable, so left like the plug. And then my mom's like, and just this tattered wire, mm. like, 
tore the wire off, was coming out the wall. And so then she had to go looking for a new phone cable. Yeah. Had just put it on, which why I hadn't heard from all morning. She literally just found a new wire to plug her phone back into the landline in the wall. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, like that really sucks. She's like, yeah, now he won't come in the kitchen. I'm like, Jesus, what do you mean? She's like, no, I went to find him after all of this. And he was cowering in the corner. So, like, the furthest side of the house from anyone he could get, he was cowering in the corner. She's like, I had to lure him out. And give him a hug and tell him it was okay. And then she put him out the like sliding door off the bedroom. Yeah. Tried to bring him in the kitchen door, which is the main door the dogs go in and out of. And he wouldn't. He refused. So she's like, I don't know. Now we won't come in the kitchen. Now he's like terrified of phones. Mm-hmm. He's afraid of the kitchen now. <laughs> like, And my dad, of course, is like, I've been telling you for 30 some yeah. years. Someone <laughs> Took three decades and the dumbest goddamn dog we have in the family, but it finally happened. Oh and your phone God. is popping out too. Like, oh Jesus. Well, so yeah, I, sounds I like he was trying him. to be a good boy. <laughs> I think he feels bad. He's not terribly bright, and if it was going to happen to anyone over all of the years, it was going to end up being my dog. But so, like, I I miss him and his shenanigans, but I know he's having fun there. And yeah. Your mom's going to have a hell of a time trying to replace a landline phone. I don't even know where you would look for one anymore. Like, Walmart? Oh, they have like four. They have four or five of these things. My dad, like, because my grandma is in the process of moving to a retirement home. So she needed one with like the big buttons. And my dad's like, oh, let me go see. And I, he was checking my car at the same. I hit my thousand kilometer mark. So he was doing just like a general check. So I go to the garage, see how my car is doing. And he's like. Do you need dental floss? He's got like three mm. handfuls dental floss. I'm like, where did this come from? Like every time he's ever been to the dentist, he comes home. Yeah. Takes the dental floss and toothbrushes they give him out of his truck and dumps it into this drawer in his desk in the garage. So he's just got like all this dental floss <laughs> from like the last three, four, five decades of Yes. And then he, I'm like, well, mom's looking for a phone for grandma. Oh, yeah. Pulls out a box. He's got like half a dozen of these like phones. So I think it's fine. They could break a few and they've still got backup phones. He sounds like a wise man. He's just good avoiding any issue. He's just like, I'm just going to set these aside. They're going to be needed. Not going to be able to oh, find them. Oh, call it the horde. <laughs> call it the horde. He's such a like, collector of crap. You're like, when are you ever going to need that? When are we going to need a phone full of boxes? Oh, well, turns out. Or a phone full of boxes, a box full of phones. Yeah, yeah I ended up needing like two in one week, you know, but. And then he can say, see, this is why I hold on to this stuff. Like, oh, God, of course. Yeah, now he's proven right. Yeah. Um, okay, so numerology, this is the stuff that was created by Pythagoras, right? Like if we go oh, back to the origins. Pythagoras, but he did a good amount of work in terms of using it to make sense of the universe i wouldn't say it belongs specifically to him because there's so many what do you want to call it belief systems even that are based this idea that numbers have a frequency that you know that numbers have meaning what's that that spiral thing um the fibonacci sequence yeah they say that they can find that in pretty much every oh wow you have a tattoo of it I do. Yeah, they say that you can have a that uh, sequence is in pretty much every 
known thing like it right like it it is represented there I'm not really sure yeah well the so the math to it like the I I couldn't tell you the numbers like verbatim yeah basically the Fibonacci spiral or there's another thing that they call it I'm having a I I should have googled all these things and didn't I was like I know this stuff till I go to talk about them like you would think I have I have no clue in reality um but yeah supposedly like even in like the smallest things you can watch all kinds of stuff on youtube where it's like it's in flower petals it's in like the little pollen stubs it's in everything the sequence over and over and over again as Mm -hmm. if it is like the the pattern that makes up the fabric of reality you know is is what they'll say that this and you know tesla um is quoted as saying like the the sequence three six nine like if only they understood the importance of three six nine and three being you know like there's a whole bunch of sh- shit in numerology around the number three alone. Yeah. Um, you know, that basically like that is the key to the universe. So the idea that like that math is essentially the language, the language of the universe, like no matter what language, verbal language you speak, like math is universal. Yeah. Well, and that, okay. So that is what like numerology is, is that like you are represented through your name by numbers, like the consonants and vowels broken up into this system. And then that can kind of represent you in the way that you are expressed within the universe because everything is mathematical. Now, I I just want to hit the Pythagoras thing again because he was running a mystical school almost of math where people would come in, he would give them like a tone uh, from like a, a, not a ukulele, um, but like from a musical instrument and like that would then be their name for a short time while they're being like kind of not cult indoctrinated, but sort of. And then he would learn, teach these people mathematics and how to express themselves within the universe in an almost a philosophical sense. But I think it's really, really important before we go forward is to remember that the Pythagorean theorem is something in high school that was drilled into our fucking heads for four years and none of this stuff was ever mentioned. It might have been mentioned that he had a school or that he had followers that would come later and, like, expand on his, like, reasoning. But, like, Mm. it's easy to write this man off as a lunatic when you hear some of this stuff if you were an outsider and it just comes at you cold. But, like, just remember how important to mathematics he was and especially our, our schooling system, that he is a cornerstone of four years of education. Well, and like you say about him giving like this, the sound effect, right? And then like that chime or whatever is how he would refer to you. But that, I mean, that very much goes to the idea of frequency, that everything, like everything's a vibration, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well Absolutely. said. Fibonacci sequence that came to me while you were talking is called go- golden ratio is the other term for it. If you want to like Google it, the golden golden ratio is the, like Fibonacci sequence. Have you ever heard yeah, about absolutely. the brown note? Brown note? No. Yeah. There's a hypothetical note that like it's an urban legend that it exists and it's like a low tone, but it'll make a human being poop his pants because like <laughs> it's the proper frequency. Really? Yeah. South Park did a whole episode on it, but it's it's gone on the brown note. 
Oh, God, no, that didn't ring a bell for me. Can you imagine but... if we had it and we just played it underneath the episode and just saw what happened? <laughs> <laughs> if we had it, we would. Oh, God, yes. But I like what you say, and we kind of did discuss that, too, about, you know, discrediting. Mm-hmm. Not not even just like this one fellow, but anyone that like, okay, well hold up now. That like that and Tesla too, a lot of Tesla Absolutely. was dismissed too, but it's just like, okay, for what value it presents to like the status quo, the way that we operate in the physical world, yeah, for sure. We value that, they'll instruct us on that. But but these are like pieces, instructions. The mathematics are instructions that are part of a much bigger concept. You know, that the he had and we don't get instructions or any sort of context to what the bigger story was behind like what he was trying to accomplish or even what he was trying to like communicate yeah. through this math because it wasn't just like okay great like now we have these fractions and whatever the heck else like I, to, to be honest okay so if we did this for four years I'm, I'm embarrassed to say like I don't even remember what the hell we used it for because to this day I can tell you I don't use it in my adult life but I probably would have stuck more with me if it had had something to do with the way the universe works or some more meaningful sort of concept on reality. Yeah. Well, than just like an equation that we work to memorize and then repeatedly like complete equations using it. But like to what end? What, you know? One day you and I got to do an episode on Tesla because you're absolutely right. The man died alone in poverty because he had great ideas his tech was better than i think it was edison he was up against who was stealing all of his ideas but uh um, well, a lot of people competing at the time but yeah i mean yeah as far as something went yeah it went a different direction well he, just because he wasn't a capitalist he wanted to give it away he wanted to give away free power so people could like do other stuff and then like they throw him under the bus because like well fuck that he the the one guy I, I'm pretty sure it was Edison, but I, I'm sure I'm getting it wrong. If I am getting it wrong, you can email us at beardedandboard at gmail dot com. Um, <laughs> seamless. Uh, he fucking electrocuted an elephant using alternating power because he wanted to show that direct power was safer. So he took an elephant into a park and fucking electrocuted it to show that Tesla was wrong. And like Tesla's like, yeah, it's electricity. It's dangerous. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that story, but like, oh yeah, it was yeah. horrifying. Um, okay, wow. so Pythagoras, he's he's his cornerstone. He's what he's doing, and um, when I think about the universe and that someone can look through a telescope and based on you know the way that light is traveling through the tail of a comet they can mathematically deduce what the makeup of that comet probably is, is fucking amazing, right? Like, it's just these universal laws. Like, if that's a, a greater language, then, like, I could see myself having an open mind to this. Whether or not I should, I don't know. Like, it's, it is pretty out there. I like it, though, because I got a really positive one. You mean like for the intelligent design argument that yeah. everything is like, is that what you're getting at? Okay. That like clearly that there's some sort of design to it all or some sort of, yeah, I don't even know. Like there's something holding it all together. Everything's like working in patterns. 
complete chaos. Yeah, er er everything is fitting together. Like, the way that a water molecule works, if it didn't behave that way exactly, life on Earth would never exist. The amount of tension that it has, the the way the the point that it freezes at, the point that it melts at, the point that it boils, if it wasn't exactly the way that uh, the water molecule was just built to be, like just no life, it it doesn't happen. It's it's mind boggling that we just happen to be on a planet that was the right distance away, or were we put here with the way that the that we're mathematically structured to to possibly exist at? I don't know. I, I believe in free will. Like, is it just, you know, someone put a couple of beakers together, big bang, we expand, we contract? I don't know. Have you ever watched, so in quantum theory, the double slit experiment? No. Okay, so basically, what the double slit experiment demonstrates is that the behavior of a molecule or whether it's an atom like i don't know don't quote me because i'm not a scientist just i've watched enough to be like okay that's neat it's not something i can feel like that my mind specializes in but it's enough to make you like kind of reconsider or consider something new mm -hmm. so basically the expectation that we have of a certain substance's behavior will determine its behavior so like a liquid if you have like a solid wall, and then you cut two slits in it, right? Yeah. The way you would expect a liquid to travel through those two slits, you know, and kind of pool outwards, by the time it hits the wall, like, I'm not explaining this very well. So there's like two walls. One has two slits in it. The way that we'd expect water to hit the back wall after entering through these two slits, you know what I mean? Like, in yeah. your mind, you can probably predict what you'd expect that to look like. Versus a solid, if you have like ping pong balls and you're firing them like at this wall. And so some of them are going through these open spaces, these slits, the way that you'd expect those to look when they bounce off the wall behind. Yeah. Um, so they've conducted experiments where like this is being recorded or even just like witnessed live and they watch the behavior and it does largely what you'd expect it to do. Um, but then also they run the experiment so that it's like, set up the equipment, whatever, whatever, then they leave the space, they turn off the cameras, they come back to look later, and you look at that back wall to see like the paint or whatever they've marked these things with, versus what you would have expected of them. And, and oftentimes the behavior is different. And of course, as soon as we watch it, yeah. like basically the eye of the beholder then alters, you know, so it's kind of like the things that we don't witness, or when we are not witnessing things, I don't know, it, it like rabbit holes my brain into this like, I know what the bathroom looks like behind the closed door. But when I close that door, is that bathroom still existing in the state as when I open it? Yeah, the Schrodinger's cat kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as thought experiments, it goes a similar direction. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, I don't know how I got off on that. Oh, yeah, I guess just everything like behaving the way that we expected to based on its solid form or pattern or mathematics or whatever. But um did you calculate your life path number and your destiny number? Um, I've got my destiny number. Um, challenge. I, I don't know if I did my life path. But. Uh, well, that's easy to do. We can do that super quick. Sweet. So 
what numerology is, is uh, there's, what is it, one through nine, and it's all the alphabet is broken up into three digits for those nine numbers. Uh, and then vowels are more important, less important, and you can keep adding them up. There's plenty of websites here that can run you through the, the exact details of how to do that. Um, I don't know if Cat will do that with us today or if that's just a little bit too much for us, but uh, it'll kind of break you down almost into like your horoscope, but through your name. And another interesting aspect to this is it's not just your birth name. If over time you take on a new name, uh, then your life path changes to that new direction. How that that name suits you now is who you are, so you you fall under that. I, I'm curious, uh, one of the thoughts I had going through this cat was, do you think anyone ever changed their name to improve their life path? For sure. Think of all the people in show business. They're like, no, I need a name that's better suited to the personality I'm going to be. And I don't know that they like consciously, oh. you know, like he's like Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Was not, was not his original name. So I don't know. I honestly don't know what his original name was. Emilio Estevez's brother. Yeah. But yeah, he was Estevez. I don't know what his first name was. Oh, he just wanted to go with a white guy named Charlie. So I think, like, you know, because his father, Martin, right? Martin yeah. Sheen, and then he went to really Sheen. So I feel like, oh, yeah, people for sure, like, I don't know that he, I mean, he's got that tiger blood in him, so maybe he does know all these tips and tricks of the universe, right? Winning. But, uh, you know, but, but definitely, I feel like people, performers is what comes to mind straight away. Like, I've definitely changed their name to something that they at least on some level felt more suitable to presenting the persona that they wanted to be in the world. Yeah. You know, whether, they, whether they like worked out the math on it or not, I don't know, but I, I think there is definitely something to it. Maybe there's just an inherent, uh, the bias, like you, you, you're, you're chasing that life pass and the universe speaks to you. So you, you pick a name that happens to fit it. Um, do you think based on, Culturally, region to region, there's different names, different popularity of names. Do you think that affects it? I guess that's too big of a question, eh? I don't. I personally don't know. I think, I mean, if you, if you want to give any validity to it, then I guess there everything's everything depends on context. But yeah, I guess that'd be funny if Pythagoras set it up that like all the Greeks get better life paths. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, if you really like hardcore believed in this stuff, then you'd be super careful naming your children. Like you could pick, I guess then you could pick their life path or have like some sort of same what it'd be about. And then that honestly gets my mind in a whole other like rabbit hole about, but don't we determine our path before we come? And like, yeah, how do our parents determine our name? And uh, anyway, domineering parents. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like this because I, I was born in August, so I'm a Leo um, in 88, so I'm a dragon on the Chinese Zodiac. So, like, I get all these awesome fire signs and leadership stuff, which I don't really see in myself, but the, the I think some of this stuff also added up to that. But we'll let you kind of take over from here. Well, I think how do you mean you don't see 
like leadership, like dragon, lion. Look at you're like leading this whole community, and like now you've got like half a dozen minions. I gently, gently prod from the background. That that is my yeah, but like leadership. Like they say, like you know, a boss will do this, and there's that picture of like the man cracking the whip, but a leader does this, and he walks with his people. You know, but you definitely have that like. Not to say that you always are like, this is the way that it's going to be. I don't consider that to be a leader, but just like making things move, bringing people together, like forward yeah. motion. You definitely have like that capacity to lead, to motivate. I'll definitely take I a compliment. Entirely accurate. I'll take that compliment. Yeah. What was your destiny number when you, that's the one with your name, like when you added up the count on your name i believe that was six and what did that one come out to be family oriented compassionate and considerate um extremely idealistic must feel useful to be happy always there to help others with your advice support and service i feel like that accurately i mean in my view of you i feel like that's legit it would be interesting like to hear this from like a guy's perspective if they had someone like kind of like a broy uh situation like bro <laughs> your totes like real strong <laughs> <laughs> you you find this speaks to i mean being a woman i guess it doesn't jump out at me as like oh this is totally for women well because if it's meant to target me like success because i never even considered it wouldn't like that it sounds floofy to a man well, I find that with the horoscopes a lot as well. Like, I don't, I only read horoscopes for like the the ironic thing because they're written so broadly, and like every month is like very similar. Every once in a while, like it'll really hit or it'll just be a big miss. But nine times out of ten, it feel, feels like it's geared towards like a mid to late forties woman. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Is and that I mean, misogynistic? I, I people, the people that are writing astrology columns, especially if you're looking at them online, like I don't know what their qualifications are. So I feel like a broad stroke and largely optimistic with the occasional like, look out, don't overspend today. Like I feel like that applies to a lot of people in a lot of categories, regardless of their astrology sign. But I mean, to you saying they the your astrology sign and you found that your destiny number or your challenge number whatever it was like in the course of you sort of playing with these because i did the same i just like figured out a few of them then figured what did and didn't feel right to me and then reflected mm -hmm. on like oh, wait, like if i consider my destiny number actually that does shine light but two if you're looking for connections to me i was like no i don't agree with my life path until i found another number that i was like oh i could piece that together to make the other one work so i guess a lot of it's just a question of how, how far you're willing to stretch. Or is it that I needed that time to reflect in a new piece of information that would kind of open my mind? Like, I don't know, you can, I'm a Gemini, so I see both sides and every side of everything all at once. I can never make up my mind. Like, and, and it's funny too, because in doing this, like, like my life path was number two and my destiny number was number three. So life path number two, I was like, nah, that does not work for me. Intuitive diplomat and like you're the one seeking harmony and peace and like trying to bring balance to things i was like are you kidding me like if anything i stir the pot 
I'm a gossip. Not in that, like, I'm out to stab anyone in the back, but, like, I like to know the dirt. I likes to know the dirt, you know? Like, I'm not <laughs> everyone, like, let's, let's, you know, they're not here. Let's not talk about them. I'm like, good, they're gone. What have you heard? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know this about myself. I'm, like, I'm fully Gemini. So I was like, that doesn't, this intuitive diplomat, that doesn't work for me. And, like, the symbol is relationships and companionship. And I'm like... I don't know that I'm anti-social, but I'm definitely socially selective. So I felt like that didn't jive. But until I considered, okay, my destiny number, number three being like where your self-expression is through creativity and through social interaction. And I was like, oh, that's that's legit. And then sort of piecing how that comes into the life path. I'm like, actually, I, I don't know how to explain the entire train of thought, but I did find value in the life path or at least. It allowed me to reflect on it to be like, I think what I'm trying to accomplish in my relationships, yes, it is balanced, but the way I go about it is kind of volatile yeah. and not always very considerate. I think like I'm not very socially, my social manners are not very um, diplomatic, I would say. So maybe it's more of a calling that if that is my life path, it's not to say like, this is what you're great at, which I think is what I was expecting of it. It'd be like, what's my life about? And that it would just fit it. But maybe like, that's the path I'm on because that's the place I'm weak. Like that's what I'm meant to, to like become stronger at or improve in this lifetime because that is not where I excel, you know? So it's like, it kind of makes more sense to be like my creativity and my like drive for social interaction totally makes sense in the vein of like, I'm not intuitively diplomatic, I don't believe, but it's definitely something I wish I was better at. So like one thing serving the other, the, the destiny number serving like the goal of the life path, all to say like I've just, I've not achieved my goal yet. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say you're not a diplomat because I can see that. Like I, I see how you... Do not like the status quo. You don't like people from authority, but you have an ability to reach out to those that are disenfranchised that I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount because you, you can reach out to people and it's just the people that you choose to right now. But yeah, if you work on that, you could build some really interesting bridges between really interesting people. It's interesting you see it that way. And I guess, too, like, if nothing else, even if, like, this doesn't give me all the keys to, like, a successful life, that's mm. my phone. I'm sorry. That, that meet me. I thought I had it on silent. I didn't. I don't that's recognize okay. the number. Um, but for you to see it that way, because just the other day I was having, well, when I was dropping off my dog, so Saturday, I was having a conversation with my mom. Yep. And I won't go too far into context, but... Um, Basically, like a lot of it boils down to her being like, you attract the strangest people is basically what she said to me, you know, I like you attract see that. The strangest... <laughs> you know? and I'm like, yeah, but they're all like, I don't have that many people close to me, maybe like a dozen people that are legit, like I feel known by. Yeah. But they are all you are all very unique. People, I don't have any, like, 
vanilla status quo folk. Everyone's doing weird things yeah. that I know. It's like, I don't feel like I fit well or I feel anxious having a conversation with most people, but give me like the strangest person in the room and I, and like immediately I'm, I'm fine. I'm comfortable, which is weird. My sisters have said that too. Like how, like usually the people that everyone else is like, eh, stay away from Larry. He's a little off. You know, Larry would be the first one in the room that I'm like, oh, well clearly we're best friends now. Yeah. You know, I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) It's just like this, the stranger, the better. Yeah, there's a general curiosity. Are you bored by normality? Like, does that not interest you? Do the do you find that fake in people if someone's just like milk toast? That's a good question. I think so. When I find someone like, yeah, just bland or regular, I'm like, obviously you haven't figured out who you are because I don't think anyone is truly boring. I find there's people that have su- subscribed to the status quo like so heartily mm-hmm. that there's like no concept of self there. I find it hard to have a conversation with someone overly normal because I feel like they haven't gotten the shit kicked out of them by life yet. I <laughs> It's just like, and this seems so bad to say, and I don't want to put that on somebody else. It's like, it's not like I've had the hardest life in the world. I know I haven't, but I I, I have gone through some difficulties. I continue to go through pretty terrible stuff. And there's a lot of other people out there that have gone through stuff and have just had a good support system, have a great character, and they're not as affected by it or don't let them affect it. So like the fact that they're normal isn't uh, a condemnation. It's just you look at them and you're like, Man, you are just innocent to the world. You have no understanding of like of of how things really are. And like that sounds so bleak and shitty to be. Like, man, you don't know how tough the world is. You've never been as sad as I <laughs> Yeah, I, I sound like I gotta go write some fucking poetry by a tree and just like <laughs> carve my name into it just so i have an everlasting <laughs> test of who i am <laughs> no i i don't know like it's hard to talk to overly normal people because like once you just get in a little beat up a little bit scarred like when you can laugh at the terrible shit like that's that's when i know you that's like i don't know I, am i making any sense you are and i think that's that's yeah, you are. I. It's hard to put in words when you're like it. For me, the nonsense makes the best sense. Mm-hmm. Like I have certain friends, and when they talk to me, and I know this because I've introduced them to other people or had other people even like within earshot when they're having a conversation, just like roll their eyes or look at like, eh. Like the words that they use are not words that are like comfortably shared in conversation. I had this conversation with Logan even recently. Logan and Helen, who were yeah. on the podcast there back at New Year's. Friend of the recorded. show. Yeah, and there's like there's certain words that they use in common conversation because they do so much energy work. And like so there's a lot of like spirituality in the way that they express themselves mm-hmm. and a lot of like energy type words coming from the Reiki world and like tarot and, you know, that I know if I stood and had that conversation or they spoke to other people the way that, that we very comfortably interact, 
you know, even like my sisters being around or my mother being in the room, hearing a conversation and be like, oh, you know what? But it would be the exact same thing as talking to Zach after work when he's still in corporate mode. And he's like, yeah, we'll circle back and talk about that. Or like he'll see the look on my face and realize he's still talking like business, Zach. And he's like, because that's just the way you have to talk on those phone calls. He's like, I'm like, I don't I don't understand what you're saying. Are you in? Like, I'm going to get groceries, bud. Like, <laughs> But I, I, I feel like I want to agree to the point you were making about like when you feel like you really know someone is just like. I think everyone has their own sort of way of expressing themselves if they're like when you're actually being true yeah like to yourself and just like comfortably this is the way i'd comfortably put it i know for myself it's usually like 10 times more dramatic than it needs to be i sound like i'm constantly in crisis when (laughs) i'm like i have to go out and shovel like well i'm about to die tonight in the fridge it's cold you know it's like yeah when you can comfortably express yourself to someone and be received and feel known and understood and it not be like Oh my god, now everyone's overreacting because I'm overreacting. Like, no, you guys just stay calm. I'm gonna act like it's the end of the world, but I just need you to know that's just the way I am. Everything's perfectly fine. (laughs) You know know what, Kat? Like, I I hope this doesn't sound bad, but you are a fantastic barrier for me to very interesting people I probably wouldn't feel comfortable approaching. You're like an emissary to these odd, beautiful ducks. That, like, I wouldn't know how to have a conversation or bring out the best part of them without making it feel like I was poking fun or teasing. But, like, you you have this ability to find these really interesting people. And, like, that hopefully we will show up in the show as we go forward that we could bring to light the best part of these people. Like, do you remember back when we were first talking and you were... Uh, helping me with uh, a little bit of scripting and I was like kind of showing you what the the show was about uh some guy randomly walked up to us in Tim Hortons and was like oh yeah um I'm a ghost hunter I'm like yes I'm fucking like only sitting with cat would anybody walk up and be like oh this is an interesting conversation let alone a guy like I have 30 years of experience hunting for fucking ghosts <laughs> yeah phone number and then uh, we never called him. No. We could. We still could. I mean, COVID, COVID happened, to be honest. I don't know that we would have called any sooner, but it's a good excuse for the gap yeah. in time. Well, and then but we yeah, can have it on the phone, too, so we don't have to be in the room with the guy. <laughs> he was, he was, yeah, I I remember that being slightly uncomfortable, but equally fascinating. Yes. Like the timing of it. I don't, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. One of those, like, Serendipitous. just put on the top people. Yeah, like, well, and yeah. Like, maybe that ties all in with numerology and the energy you put out into the world that, like, you and I were having a weird conversation in a weird spot and, you know, two different people with two different destiny numbers and the third person just whatever algorithms out there wanders in and is like, here's an opportunity. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Weird radar was going off, but, but that stuff happens like so often. And I, I honestly, I feel like I get the most despair in my life when I go several days without one of those incidents. 
Yeah. And like, you know, I'm not like a super social, I, I say I'm not, but actually if I'm being honest, like I need interaction constantly. I just don't need people in my bubble, but like some sort of interaction of some sort, even if it's just like, like I write a lot of pen pal letters. I have one like consistent pen pal, but then I randomly send letters out to friends yeah. across the country. Cause I just like, I need that constant connection. Um, but like not near me, like stay on the other <laughs> side of the country, but like, like, like share conversations but like a month apart because by the time it gets there you read it you write me back it's been a few weeks you send it back it's not like i'm fine with that but just knowing that those connections are there um but i honestly i find like i go through these phases where like especially during covid where these things aren't happening as much because i'm not leaving the house as much yeah and like that serendipitous like i i don't know how often you you see it in your own life but there are certain days where like i'm overcome by it by to the point of tears where i'm like like i just i feel it something happens and it's just like thank you like i i needed that i need that constantly i don't get it constantly but it makes me more grateful when i do you know i have to get myself keep myself in check because of my uh manic nature i don't know if it's manic depression but i have high highs and low lows um not not to the point of needing medication or talking to someone seriously I don't think or not yet maybe like just diet and exercise will get better but like I'll have a bunch of serendipitous moments and if it's at a high high I can start taking it as like signs from the universe and I'm like I'm at a point that I'm like I'm gonna quit my fucking job I'm gonna run up my line of credit and I'm gonna follow this crazy fucking dream to the goddamn end and like so I have to like have that voice in the background of like no Tim this is just might be a coincidence or maybe it is serendipity and it is a sign that you're moving in the right direction, but setting gasoline on fire on everything. Isn't the answer. <laughs> I'd agree. And I'm really reassured to hear that you do have those checks and balances on yourself. That's definitely important. I feel like, I mean, like you're, you're, you're dead on at the right spot to say like, this means I'm in the right place. And then yeah. like, period, stop there. Like, this is a good sign. No, and then no, no and then and just like when the bad days come, those days are going to pass. It isn't forever that you're going to feel alone mm-hmm. or you're not going to have that connection. That's what today's offered. But tomorrow, maybe you reach out to somebody and see if they answer or you know, maybe somebody was just busy and it's not a personal thing that they don't want to talk to you today. Like you, mm-hmm. like the same thing. I, I was also just thinking as I was saying that, like, you know how you have your energy where you bring in, I don't want to like use negative words, like weird, but just odd ducks, like these interesting offbeat people. That, eclectic. Eclectic. Eccentric, eclectic. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize if any of my wording was offensive to any of Kat's friends, because that's not my intent. There, you are. Oh, I come from weirdos too. You all know you're a bunch of weirdos. You've gotten yourself into some interesting, weird fucking situations. (laughs) Had a predicament or two, yeah. But uh, the people that like reach out to me, and this has stopped a lot lately since I've gotten even more boring. But like, randomly, someone will come up and offer me drugs. That is for whatever the like the energy I put out in the world is like someone will just be like, hey, you want cocaine? I'm like, no, 
No, I, I tried it once. It was very good, but like, no. <laughs> or I swear to God, it'll happen. Like, um, I, I was out with Danny, uh, a buddy from work. We had gone up to see a Kenny versus Spenny show in Toronto and just fucking out of nowhere. Uh, this kid walks by and he's like, yeah, man, I just watched this Marvel movie and it was really cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, buddy. And, like, he's – the whole world stopped existing. This guy was just trying to talk to me. And he's like, yeah, I got, like, some uh, GMH or MGH or something like that, some kind of liquid that you, like, dropper into a bigger bottle. And I'm like – I forget the name of it. But I, he's like, yeah, you want some? I'm like, oh, I don't have money. He's like, no, no, no. You just, you, you want drugs? I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know what, like, what kind of maybe, I'm trying to look at it like maybe I don't have drug face. Maybe I have an expressive spirit that draws people in this like, hey, he likes to see the larger universe. <laughs> wow. Maybe I don't have drug face. I'm. I, I like that. that <laughs> the title of this episode. Maybe I don't have drug face, but... <laughs> it's possible. Wow. Well, I definitely think... And my sister was saying the other day, she's like, I don't know why we can't go more than a day here without some sort of crisis. And I'm like, okay, um, I want to be offensive, but like, let's recap your choices recently. Because I think, you know, like, you definitely get what you give in life and i know full well when i've had like a several dramatic days and i'm like it just won't stop and everything's getting out of hand and you won't believe what happened and it's like oh my god because you need to stop like you are just spiraling so yes everything around you is getting caught up in this like whirlpool situation but all to say like i don't think you have drug face no well <laughs> thank you <laughs> but that's you interesting face, you say the dramatic thing because i do have people in my life and like that energy has touched me a few times where then all of a sudden it's all i'm ever caught up in is like the energy they put out there brings in these people that are gonna bring in weird dramatic shit into their fucking life like when I was yeah. living out West and like all of a sudden I was dating a girl in a green card marriage or like in just like all the stuff that wouldn't ever happen to an, a normal human being. And it's like, well, that's probably the end. It's not my fault, but it's the end result of a bunch of decisions that I had made that put me in a position to put me in that's contact it. with you this person. In situations. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, how does throw it a hand like okay well like let's take a few steps back then like you know everything is a reflection of our choices and everything it's all about how you respond to it and I mean there was definitely like in my 20s where my response was like I was definitely a yes person like hey do we want to get ridiculously out of control and and make a huge friggin mess mm -hmm. absolutely and now I'm like ooh, super tempting gonna say no though gonna say no because I've been here done that you know, and I think a good amount of that it is testing us and it is challenging us because I still have stuff come up where I, I realize now there's certain things I'm just like, no, hard pass, you know, where I realize like, oh, a decade ago, I'd have been like, well, let's see, I'll roll the dice where now I'm like, I have passed that test because it comes up less frequently where I'm called to react to that situation. And when I am called to react, 
like I I can steadily you know what I mean like yeah well and like if <laughs> numerology yeah. is real like that's part of the algorithm if it all comes down to like binary codes ones and zeros yes and no and we have free will like you can see you're going to get the same end of the equation by having the same numbers adding up to it. Like I said, yes, 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 yes. And I ended up with the same fucking result. It's scientific now, but like, or, you know, you start saying no and moving into a different direction. You're going to end up with a different result. Like the algorithm changes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I definitely believe in patterns and I read this quote and actually, I think I said it to you before I said it to someone recently and it's like, it ran in my family till it ran into me, right? (laughs) You know, it's just like this idea of patterns. And I do think that we inherit, I fully believe we inherit the trauma of our ancestors. The ancestors makes it sound like ancient times, even like our parents, like every generation inherits this sort of, I mean, even your socioeconomic status when you're born into life is you are put into the situation of your family, right? Yeah. And so patterns repeat, patterns repeat, patterns repeat. If you break the pattern, then, you know, then you can kind of explore a different path. But I definitely think life is a lot of patterns. And if patterns come down to numerology, it's all a matter of equation, 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 like rewrite your equation, right? Like change your behavior to alter the pattern to, you know what I mean? Like. At the most basic, you could make an argument that there's something to it, to patterns and patterns being, you know, numerical. I mean, you can make anything numerical, really. Look at, I mean, this destiny number required me to attribute uh, a numerical value to letters in my name to calculate, you know, like, yeah. to me, I feel like there are so many, like anything's an avenue for self-reflection that all of these things, I would never say like, oh, I have definitely the right answer or this is the right way to believe or to do. But I think absolutely everything is an opportunity for self-reflection because all I know, for all I know, right, we're living in the matrix. This is all an illusion. It's, um, what do you call? Oh, a, it starts with an S. Like, um, Oh, it's a simulation. A simulation. I was walking with my sister in Gananoque and uh, down by the water, down by the pier in Gananoque, there's this big like stone monument. Couldn't even tell you. It wasn't even paying attention to who the statue, the fellow was up on the statue. But someone had spray painted in red. We're all a part of this of the simulation. Right. And then like walked around the backside. And I kind of just like my sister was talking. I didn't interrupt her. I just kind of saw it. And I was like, that's one of those things where my brain starts to like I focus less. (laughs) something's happening and I'm starting to rabbit hole inside my head and so we walk by it and I'm like yeah don't bring it up to her she's she's having a whole thing she's talking to me I'm supposed to be listening I'm like just one of those mental like mm-hmm. oh man and I totally checked out I went to like oh my god is my sister even real are we really walking like you know what I mean near the water what if I just walked onto the water if I don't believe it's water and I believe firmly that it's a solid then I'm not going to sink and I'm like don't go walking into a half frozen harbor lamenting about her personal life like that's not you know I kind of like bring myself back to reality a little bit so we walk by and I just look back just to get like a final glimpse I don't know why I just need to see again and on the back side so on the front as we walk by we're all part of the simulation and I look back and on the back side of this thing yes you too 
that's fantastic i'm like it's all a simulation i'm like nothing around me is real then i look back to be like basically like and neither are you and i was like oh oh, god what were you saying about your life like i can't even have my own car right now i'm frightened um but yeah i think like sometimes with my fucking bad luck i get into these weird thoughts and like i know it's from watching too much tv as a child that like do you remember the Truman Show with Jim Carrey in it? And yeah. Like when the bad luck is happening and like I'm dealing with fucking Gary and all this shit. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm in the world's worst version of the Truman Show. I'm so boring. And like people are just like watching me every day. This uncharismatic fuck getting screwed over. And like they're trying to boost ratings just by fucking me. <laughs> Uh, they're trying to get the money back. We'll just, well, we'll just make his life more difficult. That's the only option. <laughs> oh my god, we're, we're we are all a sitcom. I, the people I feel bad for, like we say, the normal people that you're just like, they make me uneasy because they're the ones watching our lives. I'm sure of it. They are implanted just to make everything seem more real. The people that seemingly have no personality of their own, they are not primary characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are background actors. Or that or they are the drones programmed to supervise those of us who are like plugged into something bigger. Or they're just like us, but they've figured out the right way to live and they can just enjoy themselves. Maybe. Bullshit. <laughs> I have no time to Uh well folks, that's gonna end another episode of the Bearded and Board Podcast. Thank you for joining us for well, the first episode of the the new show. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with this community of people, and uh, talk to you next time.